You're listening to the Fire Pit Podcast. Today we are talking about decisions. So this is a very vague, broad subject. So like we were talking before uh, the show, I guess it's a show, uh, you were discussing like bad decisions, which is great because I think that's more entertaining. Well, it's, you want to talk about the things that you've done the most of and well, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, they have a lot of good examples of bad decisions and uh, so anyway so lay, it, so lay it on me your first your first uh well um, it, you know one of the things having lived as long as i have if you look back on choices you made whether you want to call them choices or decisions and um you want to learn from them right you don't want to you know, we've all made bad choices. We've all made bad decisions about things, but you want to learn from those. And so a lot of times, uh, if particularly if you keep on making some of the same bad choices, and I'm not necessarily talking about big bad stuff, but just things that really aren't productive and, and really don't help your life along. So I, as I think about it, I, I went back in my mind to um, – an earlier time when I was getting out of high school and I joined the Air Force. And I joined the Air Force not because I wanted to go into the military necessarily. Um, our family really didn't have the money for me to go to college or anything. And so my father said, yeah, that's probably a good choice for you. I mean, they'll teach you a, a skill and you know, be able to get a job and all that. So I thought, oh, okay, fine. But I really didn't know what I was signing up for, really. I knew it was going to be a rigid environment where they were going to discipline you and get you in shape and possibly send you someplace that you didn't want to go. At the time, it was the Vietnam War was uh, active, and so that was always a kind of a scary thought in the back of your mind that you might end up over into a hot zone over there. But the idea of, you know, gaining a skill really wasn't on my front burner at the time I went into the military. I didn't have goals that were guiding me. I didn't have priorities that were guiding me. And we kind of have to bring those up when you stop to think about decisions, because if you don't have any kind of priority grid in mind when you're making decisions on a daily basis, you could end up just about anywhere. And usually you end up where wherever your uh, particular appetite leads you um, because you, you tend to be more driven by your desires rather than what's best. And, and that's kind of where I was at during that stage of my life. And so I um, ended up making some bad choices with friends, with my finances, um, I didn't really work as hard as I should in order to um, learn the skill that they wanted to, to teach me on top of the fact that it really wasn't something that I wanted to do when I left the military. I ended up, um, and this, this, is kind of, this is kind of funny in a way, the reason, well, let me back up a second. They give you a, a test when you get into the military. It's a it's a qualification test that helps them to determine what field that they want to put you in. And 
I think it was probably the auto shop class that I took in high school that helped me to rate really high on mechanical skills, which I really don't have. I'm not sure how this test came up with that. But they ended up plugging me into a, a field uh, that I didn't ever really enjoy, and, and uh, so I didn't really pursue it that much. I ended up in what they called electrical mechanical production um, no, it was electrical power production. That's what it was. It was like generating plants and um, things like that to produce power. Sort. So I'd be working on generators. Anyway, um, you know, had I thought about it at the time, if I had wanted to do something else, I, I could have pursued that then and really worked at it and convinced some folks that I needed to get into a different field. But I was just there for the ride. I wasn't making any, you know, kind of conscious decisions about making a, a good choice about, okay, so I don't like where I'm at, so how do I get onto a path where I will enjoy what I'm doing? I wasn't anywhere near thinking in those terms. So it was uh, four years of just wandering, really. Uh, nothing I'm really very proud of. Um, I'm glad I served my country, as some would say, but I didn't make the most of those years. So when we think about bad decisions, there was just a host of bad decisions during that time in my life. And, But as I look back on that, one of the things that kind of rises to the surface now is the fact that, you know, making decisions, what's foundational to making good decisions? Um it, it's deeper than just making right choices. To me, character is foundational to making right choices. If, if you don't have a good foundation of character, you, you think about that. Character, what is character? You know, integrity, honesty, uh, discipline, hard work, um, and there, there's a host of other things. Being diligent. Uh, good, sound character is foundational to making good decisions. And, and and when you think about it, why why is that? Well, you know, you think about anything that's, uh, that you're pursuing that's going to take a long period of time and a lot of hard work requires discipline. Discipline is a character issue. If you don't have the discipline to hang in there and persevere over the long haul, um, it's, it's just a pipe dream. It's just something you think you want but you're not going to pay the price because over the long haul, you're not going to have the discipline or the perseverance to hang in there. And you have to have that. Um, you've got to have character to avoid the distractions. And you and I both know there's a lot of distractions on the way to a goal, right? Uh, there's a lot of different decisions almost every day that you make that if you're not careful, you're going to get distracted and you're going to get off the path that you've chosen. So when I look back on that, those days in the Air Force, I realize that um, I had a very weak foundation at that time. And it's no wonder that I found myself uh, going with whatever wind was blowing at the time. And so, you know, uh, I ended up wasting a lot of time during that period. So that was, in a nutshell, that was probably one of the things that comes to the surface when I think about a period of my life when I made some bad choices and didn't didn't have much good to show for it.
Do you think when you got out, um, it had instilled in you like discipline and structure unbeknownst to you? Like, did you find yourself more structured when you exited the military? Um, I wish I could say yes to that. Um, well, I mean, because I, I think I think it's very subtle, and you're not gonna know. And I think you would only see it from an observation from someone else. Like, well, oh, you used okay, to be so like this, you know? That's really true. And so, you know, going with what you just said, um, it could have been very instructional had I not felt kind of ashamed of, you know, that experience and just kind of brought it out into the light, got some feedback from somebody who would tell me the truth and give me some help. But I think that's where sometimes when we make those bad choices, we're ashamed of them. So we don't want anybody to know about them. So we don't talk about them. And OK, so you keep it hidden, but the effects of it are still there. And you don't learn anything unless you bring it out in the open. It's like bringing it out into the light so that uh, it can it can be exposed so that it can be changed it can be healed you can get yourself on the right path you know um and, and i think in those earlier years of my life what i didn't understand is everybody fails everybody makes mistakes okay so that's a given that's the that's the level ground for everybody we all make mistakes but the difference comes in what you do once you discover those mistakes do you cover them up do you hide them because you're ashamed of them or do you seek out help so that you don't continue to make those bad choices and i wasn't uh, and one of the the mistakes in the aftermath of that experience that really didn't help me is that i wasn't really up for exposing myself to the light and seeking out help on it i just thought well that's over with let's just move on but of course the problem is the problem is still inside it hasn't been dealt with yeah you can go to a new experience but did you learn from that previous experience so that you're carrying that learning into the next one that's what was important that should have happened and it eventually did by the way there's this is not a sad story that ends in a car wreck or something but <laughs> i did learn over time fortunately god had some different things that happened to me over the years. And I've thought a lot about this too. He brought various messengers, uh, various experiences. And if I look back on them, they seem to be all addressing character that God wanted to fix in me. And um, sometimes I was quick to see it and, and, you know, do something with it. And then at other times I didn't, unfortunately, but um He's uh, God seems to be really on the ball when it comes to knowing what are the best ways to making decisions. Well, it starts with character. And if you don't have the character, um, you, you, you're not going to make it very far. So it didn't happen right after, as you're saying, I didn't I don't think I walked away from that experience um, as I should have, realizing that. I made some mistakes and I need to learn from them. Um, unfortunately, I didn't pick up on that right away. A little bit thick in the head, so. <laughs> I think that's. I think yeah. that's. 
I feel the same way. Um, the character issues are the hardest to learn because it it's like a core change. Um, and then I I like what you're saying about perseverance because for me, perseverance is definitely a choice that I learned uh, early on to fail. Like for me, being homeschooled and not being exposed to all the different um, things of public school or like other people around me, the competitive environment, I always thought failing was kind of like, you know, that's how you learn. So I, I wasn't really, which I was beneficial in how I viewed problems and problem solving. But yes. when you make the realization that the perseverance is a choice and, and not just this thing that you'd struggle with, it's an actual choice of like, I'm going to try it again and again and again. It, it will always do great things for you. Um, the funny thing you're saying about the military, what comes to my mind is joining up was a good choice as opposed to getting drafted because getting drafted, they, you would have been in a hot zone a hundred percent, which, and also not joining the military given your mindset, I mean, you were young too, but given yeah. your mindset, given the time that it was, who knows what would have happened in those four years if you hadn't joined the military. So that's another thing that I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody say a while back here that, you know, in God's plan for each of our lives, he factors in our stupidity and our wrong choices. <laughs> and uh, that stuck with me because I thought, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because if you had to go back and fix all the errors as if they never existed, well, obviously that's ridiculous. You can't do that. Um, even even if you learn from them, there still may be consequences from bad choices that you made. And you have to be willing to accept those consequences. Uh, uh, some people have had to accept some some horrendous consequences uh, from choices that they've made. But it's still possible uh, with God's help to do that. And I kind of I cling to that at times. But it's been obvious to me that all the while that I've been thinking in horizontal earthly terms about my life and goals and jobs I've had or different things that I've done, uh, it seems like his goal with every turn of the corner has been about character. And um, I never, it, it took me the longest time to make the connection between having a successful, productive, satisfied life and good, good character. Um, I always thought of good characters. Well, just, you're just being good. No, that's not what we're talking about here. You know, like I said, uh, you can make all the goals that you want, but if you don't have the discipline to pursue those things with the level of tenacity that's required to achieve it, what is that? You know, uh, you think about the person who so many times both of us admire people who are great um, pianists. They they play the piano and they play it so well. Well, you look at their life and, and the amount of effort and practice that they had to um, – you know, have in order to achieve the results that they've had, it's hard. It's, it's, it takes that perseverance. And, uh, and with everything, are, 
are you up for the game? Are you up for the amount of effort that you're going to have to exhibit in order to achieve that goal? Because if you're not, um, it's actually better to just leave that goal behind and, and find something else and just be honest with yourself. Hey, I, I am not I'm not willing to sign up for what it's going to take to achieve that. So let's let's think of something else. Maybe. Maybe it is something you should do, and, and maybe that aha moment when you realize that you're not up for it is, is a good moment to come to to realize that you need to change. You need to do whatever it's going to take to get yourself in shape so that you can start pursuing that goal because you're not there yet. That's a good point. Uh, I think the decision for me to start playing piano again was a big one. Uh, I came into it uh, just very passionate about certain pieces, and I didn't read music very well. I still don't read music very well, but at this time when I started back again, I had taken piano lessons as a kid, and uh, mom said this the other day, which was interesting. She's like, I don't really think you enjoyed piano lessons when you were taking them, and I was like, mm, I think you're right. I did not enjoy that, but it was just something that I was good at. And so I just felt like, well, I'm not, I don't feel that I'm good at t tons of things. I'm good at a lot of things, but this is one particular thing that I thought, well, if you're good at it, then you should pursue it because it would be a waste, which now in later years, you can be good at a lot of stuff, but if it's not something you're passionate about, then it doesn't matter. You won't have the staying power and it won't inspire you to persevere through the times that are hard. So well, I finally got the P the sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say with the piano playing, I don't know if you felt this way when I was taking piano lessons when I was younger, I always wanted to play what I wanted to play. And the piano teacher would get frustrated with me. And and I, I, I can't put words in her mouth or her mind, but I, I think what she was thinking was, Wayne, if you really want to play the piano well, you have to follow a certain course of action to learn to do certain things. These things, these skills that I'm trying to teach you will help you to play whatever you want to play. But don't make the leap too quickly to doing things without the, the rudimentary skills that you need in order to play really well. Um, so I was kind of a rebel in that way. Um, I was the same. We were constantly at odds. Maybe that's why I didn't have a good time. Because she'd be like, play it the way it's written. And I'm like, yeah, but it sounds better when I do it like this. And she goes, no, 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 the timing is off. You can't just like time it however you want to. And I was like, I can do whatever I want because I'm playing it. So it's, we just... I think I passed it. on my rebellion to you. But you, you know, here's something to think about as you bring that up. If you can learn how to play how the composer intended it to be played, that's the first step. And then, then the second step is, okay, so you don't like the way they composed it? Arrange it yourself to your own liking. But her point, well taken, is that you need to learn how to play how a piece is composed because they had a certain uh, thinking when they composed it, arranged it the way they did. That may not be to your liking, but... Are, do you have the skill to be able to sit down and look at a piece of music and be able to tell uh, what was the composer thinking with this time signature and these, you know, all the different things that they uh, did in the composition of this piece? And I wasn't willing to do that. 
So I hear what you're saying. It only, and it for me, it only happened when I picked it up again. Um, that I was very grateful for all those times where she would hammer on me like scales and reading music and theory. And now I I bought the theory book that I had when I was taking piano, and now I'm like reviewing everything. But when I first bought the piano, I um, I wanted to play one piece that I had wanted to play forever, and I never finished the entire piece. But I could not read very well, and I would painstakingly, like, one section, which is, like, let's say 10 notes, for the sake of argument, that that, that took me, uh, you know, uh, one or two days, like, one note at a time. So when people hear me play it, they're like, wow, that's glorious and beautiful, and it's amazing. And it's like, right, and I appreciate that. But this is like nine months of work, like hours every day, over and over and over. And like now I enjoy the the fruits of doing that. And so that perseverance through music uh, is very beneficial. And, and it was very eye opening to understand that, like, if you want to do something, you want to be successful, you want to build a business, you want to play piano. It's going to be hard and it's going to be a lot of work. And either you're going to. Either you're going to put it in or you're not, but you're not going to reap the benefit just from playing it. But for the decision that I almost made that would have been bad, um, I used to go to this gym that was right in front of a, right next door to a recruiting office for the Marine Corps. And I'm sure they saw, like, they would, I would talk to them here and there as I'm going into the gym and I would finish my workout and you know, I was in my 20s, so you know, I knew everything, and you do whatever you want, doesn't matter. I'd work out, come outside, smoke a cigarette, because that felt the best. Just an idiot, right? So <laughs> I'm sure they saw me smoking a cigarette after I worked out, and they're like, oh, this guy, we can get this guy for sure. <laughs> so they talked to me. They're like, oh, bro, you're like so big. And I'm like, oh, wow, like I am big. That's Thank you for noticing. And I was like, oh, you know... You know, just wanted to chit chat. Uh, have you ever thought of the Marine Corps? Basically, you just go to California, you surf. There's girls. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's like party time. I was like, I don't think that's what the Marines do, but that does sound really cool. And you're stroking my ego, so I, uh, I was like, sure, let's let's do it. Let me come back the next day. So, in my decision making, I was like, this is a great decision. And I can go surfing all the time. You know, maybe do war stuff, but probably not. And I talked to my friends. My grandparents are like, no, do not do it. You don't have the mentality. You will, this will be very bad for you. <laughs> and so I ended up uh, declining and saying, you know, and of course he was like, well, you're ready to be a real man. You'll come back and all this stuff. But that was a decision, you know, that I almost made that that would have not been good for me. But I thought that was a funny one. And that, like, and it's surfing, not that the yeah. military, it's not that the military is, is a bad thing. Um, no. But I think it goes back to this thing that we're saying, do you, do you really understand what you're signing up for when you make this decision? Do you understand? And it's not that it's a bad thing again to go in the military, but if you're not mentally up for it, if you're not uh, aware of what's going to be demanded of you, um, it, it it's um, 
it could be very uh, could be a very bad experience. Um, just like any of these. Well, decisions you, you need talking. to definitely think it through. Yeah. Especially if you're going during combat. Like we were engaged in the Iraq War, so I would have gone 100. percent Like yeah. a buddy of mine did join. He broke his leg in boot camp, and he was like, "Well, you know, I guess I got to go." He was joining because of the uniform. The girls would like the uniform, which I was, I was like, "Okay, I don't know how smart that is, but sure." And then his uh, commanding officer was like, "No, no, no, you don't leave. We just wait for your leg to heal, and then we do it again." It was like, whoa, really? And it's like, no, 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 you don't leave. You graduate, <laughs> but you don't get to go home just because you broke your leg. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting, you know, as we, as I, as I was contemplating our topic today, I kind of wondered what I wanted to share. And like I said, I, I think that there's so much out there about, you know, you can do whatever you want you can be whoever you want to be uh, the sky's the limit there's all kinds of you know positive thinking things that are out there um, but they don't talk a lot about what is the underlying uh, foundation that has to be in place for you to make a decision to pursue a particular thing whatever it may be um, and some people you know, they're very successful at what they're doing, but nobody talks about, well, he was successful because he worked his fingers to the bone or he, you know, submitted to the, the rigors of the discipline that was required for him to achieve that goal. Um, not everybody is up for that. So it's it's really something to think about. Yeah. Well, and on for a negative one. Because I don't think it's fair for me to share my positive after you shared your negative. Mm. I feel that my biggest negative that's been a recurring thing in my life is not making decisions. Like you were saying that you just kind of floated along. That That's me a lot of my life. Like I pursued my passions, right, for work. But in my, like my personal life, I just, I couldn't make a decision to save my life. Like when I first got married, it was a constant point of contention because I just couldn't make a decision. Well, what do you think? Well, what does he think? What does that guy think? It's like, it doesn't matter. You make the decision. What do you want? And I think for the most of my life, I didn't know what I wanted. And I was so scared that, that I'm going to hurt someone's feelings or like the space that I occupy is going to make someone uncomfortable. And so that's why that quote, that what I just said, I paraphrased it, but that had, that changed my life because if by not making a decision, you're making a decision to give the control to someone else to make a decision for your life. Right. And I feel that most of my life I did that. And only in my late thirties am I learning to ask myself, like, what do you want yourself? Do you want this? No. Okay. Then don't do it. That's the answer. It's not, what do you think? What do you think? Like even building businesses, I would show people everything. And be like, what do you think about this logo? What do you think about this name? What do you think of it? It doesn't matter. And I would take it to heart. Everybody's giving in input, but it's because I can't make a decision for myself. So it's only in learning that. I mean, so much time wasted on not making decisions and just kind of floating along and just whatever everybody else wants to do. And it's like, that is not a valid answer in my life anymore. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point because when somebody says, well, what do you want to do? You stop to think about it. There's 
there isn't always a right or a wrong choice. Many times it's just a relative thing. It depends. It depends on what you want to do. It, it It's not right for somebody else, but it may be right for you. And, th- and that's where the ball has to come back in your court and you have to be the one to make that choice um, because it's not every decision is either right or wrong. It just doesn't, life isn't that way. No. And it's always gray. I think one of the best lessons that I learned, I'm a perfectionist. So I was building a, uh, like a web system before we were going to release it to the world for my company. And, you know, of course I was going to be a multimillionaire overnight. Uh, that did not happen. So I'm building this thing, right? And it's like 80% there. And my partner's like, Hey man, we got to go. We got to release. We got to make money. We got to pay the rent. We, this has to happen like now. Like, oh, just give me a few more weeks and then I'll finish it. And what I learned from that and what he said that I thought was a really good point, he's like, it, it's like 80% there, but we have to go. Like, you have to make the decision. And by making the decision to just go with it, it like you're saying, it wasn't a black and white. It was super gray of like, yeah, but what if it's not completed? No one's going to, it's not going to work. Right. And then you fix it. That That's the point. And I think... It's not going to be black and white, and sometimes it's just the act of take the, as much information, be discerning, be smart, but there comes a point where you just have to make a decision. And right. if it's the wrong one, maybe you didn't have all the information at the time. But if yeah. you don't make the decision, like that's where you'll just stagnate. And if I didn't make the decision to just go after getting pushed to release it, who knows if I would have ever released it. Yeah, interesting. Well, I think the thing that I've, on the good side, as I look at my life now, one of the best decisions I ever made was to lay aside maybe the guilty feelings about choices that I've made, the, the, the shame that I felt over not being all that I should have been in certain situations and just coming out and being able to share that with others. It's It's an interesting thing that that um, essentially confession. It's a it's a it's a confession kind of thing where you're just opening up your life to others and sharing it. Now, not just that's just not an arbitrary thing. I'm talking about people that you would share with that care about you and and um, uh, appreciate the need for confidentiality and uh, on some issues for sure. But maybe are just willing to listen, and it's really helpful for you. Because a lot of times, you opening up um, to the to to others who you know know you. That's another thing that somebody who knows you, um, you can get some great feedback. Plus, you may find out that the things that you thought you were alone in, somebody else is struggling with the same thing. So that that's that's so key. Is is not anytime you feel like you need to go into hiding over something, that's a danger sign. You, you need to be able to come to somebody and be able to be open with the struggles you're having or the failures you can't get beyond, all of that stuff. That needs to be out in the open at some level, whether it's just a one-on-one with somebody or maybe a group of people, so that you can see clearly to start making some choices, some decisions that will move you beyond that. But anything, like I said, anytime you find yourself feeling like I've just got to keep this hidden from the world, um, 
that that's a major red flag for, for sure i think it's uh, and i think this is a lot the last thing i wanted to say was um that decision to be vulnerable changed my life like i heard the Brene brown thing she talked about the man in the arena i bought the quote from theodore roosevelt it hangs in my office and it's just that's it's just so awesome how it's like get in the game don't be a spectator don't listen to people that don't have skin in the game. Like you need to worry about yourself and then make that conscious choice to be, to participate in your life. And I, and I feel like so much of my life, I did not do that. And so when I made that conscious decision to be vulnerable about things and really take a look at it, it was, it was revolutionary for me. That's great. Well, that's all I had. And that's about all I've got. And we did it. We finally did it. We've been trying to do this one for this week for like 10 <laughs> We've million times. We've been trying times. to make a decision on doing it. <laughs> I know. So, but it happened. It almost didn't happen, but it happened, yeah. which was a great decision. We um, need, to, both of our we need parts. to celebrate. Yeah, let's. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, buddy. Good All time. Right. Till next time. <laughs>